Ayo. Welcome back to the HNS Podcast. This is episode number 42. And you are listening to Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth in the background. And let me tell you something. If you guys have been keeping up with Stranger Things, you probably have been listening to this song for about, you know what, a week, two weeks now? It's probably been on your replay. It's awesome. And I'm almost finished. So as of right now, as the recording of this podcast, I am, I believe, one or two episodes away from finishing season four of Stranger Things. I couldn't be any more excited. But thank you guys for coming back. One more time, round of applause. You are listening to the HMS Podcast. And like I said, this is episode 42. It has been a week since the last episode. And what a week it has been. There's been so much news, so many things to talk about. And matter of fact, this episode is actually going to be a two-part episode. So the first part of this episode was actually recorded last Thursday. And it was upon receiving all the hype that was going on with the uh, with the Mars Volta, their new single. Um, they had, you know, some kind of scavenger hunt going on, as well as um, Kid Cudi with his news of the release of his mixtape and a best of project that came out on Friday. But here's a, here's a short preview. Or just a, a quick little 11-minute snippet of what I was going to record and release. But listen to how hyped I was about the news coming out. And then after that, we'll get into all the all the actual news and nitty-gritty shit. Because, boy, there's a lot of it. But take a little peek. Hey! Welcome back. H&S Podcast, episode number 42. Today I got a very special episode for you guys. Lots of news. If you guys are wondering who I am and what it is that you randomly clicked on, which I doubt you did, you are listening to your host Herb, which is me, moi, on Urban Society Podcast, episode 41, and in the background is none other than the beautiful, beautiful sounds of... Roulette Dares, The Haunt of, by the Mars Volta, off of their project, Deloused in the Comatorium. It's a beautiful project, guys, beautiful project. If you haven't yet checked it out, do yourself a favor and get your ass out there and listen. It was released in 2003. It's about to be 20 years. Can you believe that shit? 20 years that we've had the Mars Volta. That's insane. That's insane. But speaking of 20 years with the Mars Volta, the main reason I wanted to kick things off with uh, with them again is because we just got recent, or we just got uh, news earlier this week that they had dropped a map. And on that map were locations all around the country on some Pokemon Go shit. And they were, they were enticing fans to go to that location to uncover certain cruxes, right? I believe there was nine total. 
after finding all nine cruxes, which is an, a part of an image, it was to create a full image. Some people uncovered parts of the image, other people uncovered other special things, right? So it's been a couple days, all cruxes have been collected, and we got some new news. <clears throat> For those of you guys wondering, you're probably listening to this episode way past uh, the time I recorded it, way past the time I released it. But I am recording this episode on Thursday morning. As of tonight, Thursday night slash Friday morning. Depending on when you guys are listening to this, there is a new Mars Volta single out now called Graveyard Love. Now, all nine of the cruxes actually uh, revealed the single artwork. And some people got just, you know, the news altogether that there was a new single coming out. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that new single very fucking soon. Tonight, if not out already, Graveyard Love by the Mars Volta. Um, Go out there and check it the fuck out. If you guys are Mars Volta fans, do yourself a favor. Go out there and fucking listen to it. Because, you know, we just got a single not too long ago with, um, was it Black Light Shine? And now this is Graveyard Love. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting rollout. People are saying that we might be getting an album um, sometime late July. Some people are saying as early as August, you know, not early because it actually it's after July. <clears throat> but some people are saying that we might be getting an album, you know, early to mid August. Other people as early as late July. So I don't know which one it is. All I know is I am fucking excited because the last couple of weeks I have been going back and listening to a bunch of Mars Volta um, songs. And let's just say I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. For those of you guys who haven't yet checked it out, um, they got a new song out, Black Light Shine. I'm going to play a little snippet of it just because I think you guys are sleeping on it. All right. I played a snippet of this on a couple episodes ago better listen to this again. I want to see those motherfucking hips moving. Let's go. It's early, but we need to get that energy up. Ready? Let's shake it. Oh yeah, look man, I, look, I'm, I'm excited man, I'm excited. Just listening to the way Cedric, you know, uh, layers his vocals and adds all those effects, that's some beautiful shit man, that's some beautiful shit. So I'm excited, I'm excited for this, um, for this Mars Volta single, for this upcoming album, and for this show, quite frankly, you know, a day before my B-Day, I'm gonna be rocking the fuck out with the Mars Volta, and I couldn't be, I couldn't be more happy or more excited. What a way to welcome in fucking, you know, another birthday, another year, than to be rocking the fuck out, listening to one of my all-time favorite bands. It's a good time. It's a good time. But yeah, speaking of all-time favorite bands, this isn't a band, but this is a hip-hop artist, slash rapper, slash just artist, musician. Kid Cudi. That's right, y'all. Kid Cudi. You guys were talking about some motherfucking news. Kid Cudi just released news, or just unveiled some news earlier this week as well. Apparently, 
along with the Mars Volta release, <coughs> comes a Cuddy release. We're going to be getting a best of Kid Cuddy's greatest hits compilation record this weekend as well. And guys, I looked at the track list, and let me say, I'm going to have to make an episode all together on just what songs I would have selected, because it's two songs from each record, plus a bonus track. I would have selected potentially other songs to be on here, but they, he chose some really good ones. He chose some really good ones. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, uh, I'm excited, and I love the fact that he has a compilation record with songs off of Wizard, songs off of Speeding Bullet to Heaven, which are potentially records that not a lot of people know. So I'm hoping that in turn, this will, you know, boost his streams for those records that not a lot of people fuck with, you know? Because, like, when you think of Cuddy, everybody knows, everybody knows uh, Day and Night, everybody or everybody knows Men on the Moon, everybody knows Men on the Moon 2, maybe even a song off of Indica, a song. But nobody really fucks with Wizard. Nobody talks about satellite flight. Nobody talks about passion, pain, and demon slaying. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that this this compilation, greatest hits project, makes people want to go back and listen to Kid Cudi even more. Because I've been a fucking diehard Kid Cudi fan for well over ten years now, and I love it, man. I love it. I love to see that you guys are just now catching on. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And there's so many good projects to go back there and listen to. So like I said, expect a little mini episode. Expect a little HNS short on um on just maybe what what songs I would have added on there, you know what I'm saying? Expect expect to see a little episode of that cuz I would have switched it up, especially like I said, being a diehard fan, I would have put some other songs on there. But for everybody else who is not a diehard fan of Kid Cudi, be on the fucking lookout, man. Project comes out this weekend. Like I said, it's going to be called The Man Who Flew to the Moon, Volume 1. And I'm fucking excited. Now, the next weekend, we got a kid named Cuddy. That's right. The mixtape, A Kid Named Cuddy, is coming to streaming services. It's fucking lit. I am excited. I am excited. Oh, this is going to be lit. So what, my, my, what I'm thinking is he's probably going to drop his compilation album ne- this weekend, A Kid Named Cuddy next weekend, and then the week after that is probably going to be another single for the upcoming album, and then it won't be, what, less than a month wait before we get the, uh, the actual series on Netflix, which I heard is coming with its album. So you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, a while back, they were saying that we're going to get Cuddy records, right? They said we're going to get two Cuddy records. Now that I'm thinking about it, Intergalactic was probably most definitely one of the two records that he was, or uh, the Greatest Hits compilation was potentially one of those records that he was talking about. And then, because it says Volume 1 on there. It says The Man Who Flew to the Moon, Volume 1. So I'm thinking Volume 2 is probably not going to come out until way later in his career after this next batch of new albums that's going to be dropping, because I don't know what his plan is, but honestly, since he's already summed up all of the good, you know, all the albums, pretty much, with Volume 1, I can imagine Volume 2 is expected to be later in his career, 
So perhaps the two albums that he's talking about is Intergalactic and this, you know, compilation album. Which if so, I'm not mad I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. You know, I'm actually looking forward to to seeing what is on Intergalactic because fucking A man, I'm excited. I'm beyond excited. But guys, that is not all the Kid Cudi news. Alright? That is not all the Kid Cudi news. I have a bit more things to talk to you guys about. Let me see what I can find. What's going on, mate? Let me see what I can find. And um, I will come back and talk to you guys in just a little bit. But I got so much good news. So much good news. And we have only just begun to touch the tip of the iceberg here. So I'll be right back. Don't, don't you, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. You're getting upset because I'm leaving? Don't be. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the h and Podcast. And as promised, we are back with a little bit more news. Actually, quite a bit of news about Kid Cudi. And since this episode is recorded days after the section you just heard, what you're listening to in the background, if this is your first time ever hearing this, is the newest song at the very end of the Kid Cudi, The Boy Who Flew to the Moon, Volume 1, Best Of Project. And the song's called Love. And um, it's been a fan favorite. It's been on YouTube, it's been on Spotify, or uh, not Spotify, on uh, SoundCloud. And it's actually one of the most pivotal songs in his discography. A lot of people actually credit this song as a, uh, a song that saved them. So to actually have this out on all DSPs now, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, since we're on the topic, Kid Cudi's Best Of Project just came out. And I'm not gonna lie, I heard it all the way through. At the end of the day, it is a playlist. It's a glorified playlist of, you know, his greatest songs. And anybody could have really made this on Spotify, you know, or on whatever streaming services. But they're not fucking bad songs. They're not bad. I definitely would have changed it. I would change it around a little bit. But if you guys haven't heard it, go check it out. It's actually a very great entry point into Cuddy, actually. Maybe Cuddy did it. Maybe his team did it. But whoever actually put that together, it's not bad. Not bad at all. But this week, in just a couple days, we have a kid named Cuddy coming out. And guys, this is a hot topic, all right? You got, you got to think. The original project was released in 2008. And, and fucking, man, it was a classic. Like, people love this shit. Had like classic songs like the reproduction of a of an outcast beat, you know, down and out. He has a, is there any love? The man on the moon song, the anthem, you know, day and night and break. Like I can literally list every song on here. The fact that this is hitting streaming services is gonna be amazing. This is like matter of fact, get a little round of applause. This is like when the uh, the Mac Miller estate, or Mac rest in peace, we release faces fucking amazing like this is gonna be great this is gonna be great and there's so many great tracks on here i hope i hope it's relatively untouched you know the 17 tracks that it is and just you know remastered or even fucking just the way it was recorded 
it would be amazing because a kid named Cuddy is a classic, classic mixtape, and that's the reason it's kind of getting a little hot right now. I'm not gonna lie to you, fans are in an uproar. You gotta sound the alarms because. An argument that we could all have about classic albums, and perhaps this is a conversation for another for another uh, podcast, right? But the conversation we could all have about classic albums is how important the album cover is to the listening experience. A lot of people say it doesn't matter. It's not like you're looking at the album cover. But when it's good music matched with, combined with a great cover, that is how you go iconic. So it turns out that Cuddy is re-releasing a kid named Cuddy with a different cover. Now this is something I'm kind of used to already because I went out and I bought the a kid named Cuddy vinyl when it, and it probably wasn't official and it has a slightly altered cover to the one that everybody knows but it's actually not bad it stays it stays kind of within the same theme it's his face with the wording taking up the majority of the cover but the new one that was officially released today guys go out and look at it it's not a bad cover okay and perhaps after listening to the record it may actually feel more representative of the album but I feel like I feel like we've all associated Kid Cudi with um, with space right with the planets and shit and that is what I feel Cudi's actually starting to move away from like I don't think he wants to be cornered into that space theme you know what I'm saying cause this new cover is literally just him sitting on some stairs and it's probably a stage or something the importance of this is i believe if i'm not mistaken this is the picture that was taken the day before the album dropped or it was a it was a picture that was taken the day before his life changed that's what he said but one of his fan one of his friends or not friends one of his fans on twitter just made a comment about it just saying like man i preferred the og version and cuddy kind of flipped Cuddy kind of flipped. He said, why is everybody so stuck to, like, the old shit, you know? Like, why is everybody always, you know... Let me see if I can find the post for you guys. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't honestly... And maybe I can't say I don't like it, right? But it's like I'm saying, like, I, the, I, the iconic status of the A Kid Named Cuddy cover is so great that this is, um... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But like I said, you know, maybe listening to the record, it'll actually, you'll get more of a feel of Cuddy while before listening, like listening to the record with the album cover, it almost, it made him like more mysterious. You know, he was more of like, um, I guess more universal now because you're actually seeing him on it. Who knows? Who knows, right? But like, this has been this has been a constant thing, like the cover art thing. Because I'll be honest, the cover art to the best of 
It's literally just him standing straight in front of some other pictures. What? What's the story behind this picture? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I'm a diehard Cuddy fan, but I feel like that's one of the things that I loved about him. The album covers. Like, if you go back, you know, throw in the original Kid Named Cuddy, right? And then follow it up with Man on the Moon 2. Man on the Moon, you know, or Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon 2, Indica. Like, it's just, just lay all the albums out. Like, there's a theme. It all, it all flows. And maybe he doesn't want it because what if Cuddy Loki kind of hates the color lime green? And maybe that's perhaps the reason, you know? I don't know. I don't know Cuddy like that. But the cover does feature like a little lime green, almost like a yellowish. Maybe he hates that color. Maybe what he could have done is just ask the dude to just take it to like paint, change the bucket to purple, and then drop the fucking, you know, make all the green purple. I don't know. I felt like there could have been a better solution. But, you know, it is what it is. There's a new cover coming out, guys. But that's not the only thing that's... um. That Cuddy's been up to. Apparently. I haven't got it yet. But. Cuddy has a collaboration right now with McDonald's. And I'm late to the fucking show. You know, I don't really fuck with McDonald's like that. But damn. I might. It's called Camp McDonald's. And it started July 5th. So we're not too late. And it goes to the rest of the month. So we got a good, what, two weeks? So I'm on McDonald's people out there who listen to this podcast. Check it out. I mean, shit, you might already know about it. But yeah, there's merch drops, menu hacks, food deals. And apparently there's performances from Cuddy, Black Bear, Omar, Apollo, and BB. This is nuts. And it's on the app. And it's all curated by Cuddy, I imagine. So, so this look, Cuddy's on Cuddy right now. I guess I guess I understand. It's the rebrand, right? Because he's about he's about a change. He's about a he, I mean, we, he's dropping Intergalactic on September 30th. He's dropping this. This is mixtape. He just dropped the best of. Like, he's kind of saying, like, all right, guys, all eyes are on me. But at the same time, I wonder if it's him saying it. Or it's perhaps, like, um, his, you know, the label. Could be the label. Saying, like, damn, you owe us, you owe us a couple records and you've kind of been silent. So what we're going to do is you're going to drop pat, 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 like that. You know? I mean, since you're going to have attention on you because the show. Guess what we're doing right now? Papa's dropping some fucking records. We're going to drop these motherfucking records. Get these streams up. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm curious to see what uh, what Cuddy's gonna be up to, and I was I've always actually wondered, you know, like I wonder if Cuddy, I mean, besides Wizard, I wonder if Cuddy's ever made music under like another name, you know, like because Kid Cuddy, I, I mean, he can make music as Scott Mescody. Everybody would know him as Scott Mescody. Cause, I mean, because that's his art, that's his uh, actor name, that's his real fucking name. You know what I'm saying? his actor name that's how he's you know in this credits as a writer for the songwriters so like i feel like it's gonna potentially get to a point where kid cuddy could make a little pivot and rebrand to scott mescody you know it's not it's not completely out of the picture i think his fans would accept that pretty good i mean shit his fans have accepted the fact that king chip has been chipped the ripper and then king chip Probably some other shit too. Chip chipping a dilt, you know what I'm saying? So who knows? But yeah, Cuddy's up to some shit, man. Cuddy's Cuddy's just out here getting it. Give this motherfucker one more applause, you know what I'm saying? Cuddy is out here getting it. So 
was a long time before, as a, as a man who could actually say that Cuddy saved my life. Listen to dark shit. Cuddy, I was like, a, I was in one of those fans. Um, you know, this is dope. This is dope, so. If you guys aren't fans of Kid Cuddy, at least get out there, listen to the best of, you know, listen to the songs that him and his team suggested. Might be the songs you, you might be into. And uh, be on the lookout. I know you guys like to watch shit, so at least be on the lookout for the show. Like I said, Intergalactic, September 30th. Gonna be dope. But, piggybacking off of what you guys heard in the first little snippet of the of the show here. I'm still not over the Mars Volta. Alright? We came, we came back in from the break, listening to Love. And if you guys haven't heard Love, this is the last Kid Cudi subject, right? This is, if you guys haven't listened to Love, get your fucking asses out there and check that song out. That sounds dope. But the new song that I was hyped about in that first half from the Mars Volta, I gave it a listen. And I'm going to give you guys a listen, too. But I don't know if I want to drop you in from the beginning, because then you guys might skip this episode. Let's see what's up, all right? Graveyard Love. Like, it's creepy and off-putting, but, like, it's poppy, right? Like, I mean, he's coming in singing and doing shit. It's not bad. It's not bad. Well, check this out. I know it's it's very difficult to try to sell the Mars Volta to people who don't listen to to their style of music, which I, I call it just experimental rock. Apparently, they they recently, or I don't even know if it was recent. It might have been, been a while ago. But there was a statement that I read that said that the Mars Volta don't actually like to be uh, categorized as progressive rock they said progressive rock makes it sound like you're in the corner of like you know the 70s music you know like and it's not just like that they said if you listen to our music the the reason it sounds progressive to you guys and it sounds like too complicated i guess in the rhythmic section and the speeds change is because you guys don't the majority of people don't listen to foreign music and where they're from their actual music has that those rhythmic changes and um I could actually agree. But for people who aren't too much experienced in, you know, like, Islander music, you know, like, uh, from the Caribbean and shit, the way I would describe the Mars Volta, especially their earliest records, is like a mix of Pink Floyd, Santana, and, like, punk rock. And it's not just, like, a smooth transition between all those. It's, like, all those going on at once. It's very... It's very different but i fucking love it and i don't know if you guys have been you know fans of the stuff that i kind of play and talk about and rave about on my episodes but the mars volta is one of those that you know i love so much and i can't believe that this year i get to see him you know but speaking of a band that's also live that i fucking love a lot and i can't believe i it might it might not be too late but i can't believe i haven't gotten a ticket to this rage against the machine is fucking back on stage and I heard you kicking fucking ass. Matter of fact, can you fucking imagine what better time than now to fucking listen to Rage Against the Machine? You know what I'm saying? Like, people right now are in a fucking. It's quiet outside. Guys, everybody's going broke. Gas is expensive as fuck. There's no food on the shelf. Baby formula's out. What 
Rage Against the Machine, Sleep Now in the Fire, off of their classic motherfucking 1999 album, The Battle of Los Angeles. Listen, I heard that they came back to the stage, and in one of the songs, or during a break, they fucking yelled out, abort the Supreme Court. What stronger message right now? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many bands, guys, that I've been fans of for fucking years. And I'm not saying that I'm always a fan of the right things. You know, I've had my fucking fair share of badness. You know, I, guys, I listened to Little Pump for a while, all right? I wasn't pushing them on people, but I was listening to Little Pump. Guys, Rage Against the Machine is back. And I... I don't know if you guys listened to Prophets of Rage. That one, I you know, I tried to like it. I'm not gonna lie, I tried to like it, but it wasn't the same. But Zach is back, and they're touring finally because apparently in 2020 they were supposed to be back, but they got delayed because of COVID, and they had to reschedule all the tours and stuff. You know how that goes. So now they're finally touring, and the people who had those tickets patiently waiting for two years. Get to see them performing live, rocking the fuck out. And what better fucking time than now, guys? Like, come on now. Listen, shout out to fucking Rage Against the Machine and the team. Everybody kicking fucking ass. Dude. I saw a tiny little video of it. These motherfuckers are kicking ass. They look great. They look fucking great. So, you know. My shit kind of... You know, shout out. I don't fucking time. It kind of makes me want to get back onto the fucking instruments. Get back on the drums. Get back on the fucking bass. Get back on the guitar. And rock the fuck out. I was inspired by them back in the day so much that I actually made political rock music. You know. I, I'm actually, check this out. I'm so inspired right now, I might re-release. Yes. Give myself a motherfucking shout out. I might re-release the albums that I dropped over so many years ago. Because I actually think that this year, if I'm not mistaken, is the 10-year anniversary of those fucking records. It might actually be 2013. But they inspired us back in the day. And we created a funky little group. Funk, well, it wasn't actually funk music, right? But we were a funky little group of people. And we created a band called Rough Stomp. And there was a project that we released called Blue Side Trip. And we, we dropped this in October, October 26, 2013. So I might actually... You guys are getting a sneak preview of this, right? This, this is how planning goes. I'm doing it right fucking now. I am going to do something for the 10-year anniversary of fucking Rough Stomp. Yo, because check this out. Here's a little snippet of this, all right? This is the type of shit that I was on because I was such a fanatic of Rage Against the Machine. People who saw us live, they kind of said that we were like a mix, a blend of fucking, uh, of like Nirvana, of uh, Rage Against the Machine. And I love it. For countless years, we have been sitting in the silence. <laughs> it's time to speak out. This is wild. First time these songs are ever on the stream, so they're on my fucking podcast.
to sleep. God damn. Blood guns and all of the corruption. The pointless wars and all of the fighting. Trillions of dollars gone into nothing. We are done standing back and watching. We go to the schools and we live off their lives. The truth is blurred in the vision of our eyes. There's no more hope, liberty, or freedom. What the fuck happened? Man. We were young, we were punky. Hey man, shout out to fucking, shout out to my cousin Alex. Shout out to my brother Ivan. Shout out to myself. Shout out to fucking Drew, owner of Electric Cat Studios in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. In 2013, we fucking recorded this project with just $400 in just a small last time. It was nuts. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. There's six songs on here, and if you actually are interested, we have physical copies of this project. And on the physical copies of the project, there's actually nine songs. So if you guys are ever interested, let us fucking know, man. We'll hook you up, guys. We'll hook you up. But that's what I'm saying. You know, what better fucking time than now? You know what I'm saying? Look, I actually, I used to tell people that, I, like I said, I had a little rap career, right? I used to tell people my rap career started in 2017. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently started like in 2020. I started writing raps for a rock group. <laughs> but that was Rough Stump, guys. That was Rough Stump's Let It Rise off of Blue Side Trip, which you can only really find on Bandcamp. But, like I said, I might, I might drop this on streaming services. But, you know, yeah, we were inspired by fucking Rage Against the Machine. We were inspired by Nirvana. We were inspired by fucking bands that went out and fucking, you know, played with their fucking heart. So, shout out to all these musicians I've been talking about, man. Shout out to Kid Cudi. Shout out to the Mars Walter. Shout out to Rage Against the Machine. Shout out to fucking Rush Stump. It's been dope. It's been fucking dope. And, check this out. Speaking of shout outs. Let's get into a little bit of herb talk, all right? Because I feel like for being urban society, I might focus too much on society and not really focus enough on the fucking herb. So I got some pretty dope news that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I found out. Here's my, here's my favorite one, okay? Well, not favorite, but here's my most, the most interesting one to me. I found out that there's an Israeli company that is about to release THC and psilocybin mushrooms and capsules to treat illnesses. I'll be fucking down. I was getting my ass kicked as a kid for taking shrooms and smoking weed and now people are releasing it as treatment for illnesses. That's some bullshit. I wish I could take all those fucking hits back because, man, this is good fucking news because it just proves that the stuff that I was learning back then while I was just, well, you know, while I was just curious and I was trying to learn, I was trying not to be ignorant, you know, and, and when people would ask me like, oh, what do you know about it? What do you know about it? I would say, you know, I was like, oh, this is therapeutic, you know, under certain circumstances, people have used it to get rid of migraines, people have used it to, you know, uh, get rid of PTSD, people have used it, you know, I just, but I wasn't no doctor. I would tell people, don't listen to me. Right, listen to the sources that I listen to, but now to hear that companies are starting to kind of do this little combo, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So you know, I think that's 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 a 
that's a plus for herb and society. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody involved. Shout, shout, out, shout out to motherfucking everybody. And speaking of people getting to it, this one's a little funnier. So this one's a little funny. Everybody's known for a while, at least if you follow him. You know, I follow him on social media, follow his shows and what he does, his podcast. Everybody knows Mike Tyson smokes. Everybody knows Mike Tyson's been in the weed game. He's had a couple farms and shit. Well, apparently Mike Tyson recently released gummies, and I had no idea about this. I just found out about this. So you guys can tell me I'm late. But Mike Tyson just released some gummies that are shaped like, what's his name? Hollyfield's bitten ear. And they're called Mike's Bites. Isn't that crazy? That's dope as fuck, yo. That damn people getting to the fuck. Yo, shout out, man. Fucking shout out. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's good. That's funny as hell. But that's just also gets it. That's like, what's, what better way? You know, what better way to sell fucking edibles in your own way that makes it unique and niche is to sell little gummy bears, little ears from your fucking infamous story. That's cool as hell. I can respect people like that, you know, like, the, the when the branding is so on point, like, it inspires me to get into marketing. Because, you know, you got, like, Cheech's stash, you know, because it's a double entendre. Cheech Marine from Cheech and Chong is known for his fucking mustache, but his strains, his, his company and shit, it's called Cheech's stash. As in, yo, what you got in your stash? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, people who are good at marketing to that point, they get my motherfucking respects. They get my motherfucking respects. And that's why I call this show Urban Society. I was honestly surprised that there was not an Urban Society podcast out there already. Which, listen, if any of these big cats ever listen, like Mike Tyson, Cheech Marine, Fucking Burner, Wiz Khalifa. If anybody out there ever listens to these podcasts and thinks that the enthusiasm is good and that the conversations are current events, you know, like there's a nice spin on bringing news to the people and they fuck with this, hit me up. Hit me up. I'm down to collaborate. We can merge. We can do some dope shit because I feel like urban society has a lot of potential. And, you know, I'm, I'm just one person trying to carry the flag right now. So I need a team. I need a team. I've always said that shit. But man, the branding that Mike Tyson chose, the branding Cheech Marine chose, the branding all these motherfuckers choose is dope. Like, look at Burner. Burner's become a billionaire off of flipping cookies. Innocent white ladies have seen me walking around with cookie shirts. And they just say, cookies? Like the cookie monster? Yeah, like the cookie monster. Like, what the fuck? Cookies is about to... You got everybody and their fucking mamas wearing cookies. It's just... It's so... How would you say? It's just so universal. Who doesn't fuck with cookies? You know what I'm saying? And then the logos, chill, simple. Whoever you guys got in the art team are doing amazing work with those shirts. So mad respect, man. Mad respect with the merch. Mad respect with the branding, the stores. Everything's amazing. Burner, my fucking salutes. Like I said, everybody out there getting to the bag. Today was a loaded episode of everybody out there getting to the fucking bag. And listen, we're about to have another episode here soon. 
Cause like I said, it's it's always a non-stop, non-stop attack of fucking not necessarily attack. It's always a non-stop wave of shit to talk about. There's always just dope things happening. But I feel like for right now, we're gonna go ahead and end it there. And sadly, very sadly. I'm nobody to I'm nobody to say this right, but I'm gonna take it here. False applause. False applause. I'm gonna let that write out. Okay. This is some news that I didn't actually wanna have to get to. But it pains me. It pains me to my core that I cannot get this fucking song out of my head. You guys ready? Running up that hill. You guys ready? By Kate Bush. God damn it. Every time I hear this song, it just gets stuck in my head and it becomes an earworm. They're talking about, they, they want to talk about a, a show. I don't know if I'm going to spoil this series, right? But if you guys haven't seen Stranger Things, you guys got to get your asses out there and watch this shit. They want to talk about a show where there's a virus and it spreads and infects. What perfect song to use. Because this song is an earworm, man. And and apparently it's fucking working. Because I find myself humming it at work. Humming it walking. Humming it in the shower. It's like, what the hell? This song is f- amazing. It's like... And if you guys haven't seen it in the series, the way it just comes in in the show... It's like the Spongebob meme where he's floating and he's glowing. You guys don't... Oh, man. Get out there and fucking watch Stranger Things. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. And the way that song plays in is perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. You know what I'm saying? But speaking of that song and its powerful earworm, apparently it was estimated that Kate Bush earned $2.3 million in streaming royalties following its use in the show. And that song, ladies and gentlemen, was released in 1985. That's almost a 40-year-old song. I hope I don't have any like 30, 40-year-olds listen to this cuz then they probably just freaked out listening, you know, me stating that the 80s were 40 years ago. Yeah, man. That's nuts. 40 years. And out of nowhere, this song... Pa-pow! Guess who's getting checks? Again. She probably thought this song was donezo. She was like, yeah, people liked it, but it's not moving like that. I mean, I just... I got a good discog. I'm just gonna keep continuing, you know, releasing my music. You know, I'm just kicking ass, you know? Because she hasn't stopped. She's been dropping projects this whole time. And then apparently there's, like, remasters and stuff. You know, it's just... But Wow. The power 
of not necessarily virality, viral, you know, something going viral, but the power of filmography, cinematography, and the perfect combination of a visual with a song. Oh my God. And I haven't even finished the show. Because I've heard that the same thing is fucking happening with Metallica. So I'm excited. I'm fucking excited, guys. Now listen. Listen. the Man, you guys gotta watch the show. You guys gotta support these old artists. Like I said, Rage Against the Machine is back after fucking, what, 20, 30 years? All these fucking bands. Mars Volta is back after 20 years. Kid Cudi's, he's on his second wave. And it's been, what, 10 years since his first wave? Like, all these people are catching their, what do you call it, their uh, second second flight or whatever. Uh, I forget the saying. You know, I'm not, I'm not real big on sayings. I don't hang out with a lot of people, so I don't know a lot of people's different idioms and stuff. But, guys, this, this is, a, is an amazing time to not only be a fanatic of, of classic music. And when I mean classic, I just mean, like, you know, old, older music. But, um... Fuck man, this is a this is a great time to be a fan of the music that I love because I've always had a great taste in music. And you know what? With that being said, I, I don't want to sit here and have the last thing be just me being all cocky and saying yeah I got better music taste. But look, if you guys ever want to fucking talk music and shit, let me get you into some music because I'm probably gonna get you into some shit that's gonna be hot in like ten years. You're gonna be like, what the fuck? Why didn't I know about that shit earlier? Because you never listen. So tune into Urban Society podcast from here on out. And lastly, guys, I'm going to leave you on one somber note, okay? Guys, we have to be better. We have to do better. And I mean that as a society. And I'm not going to pick a side here with, um, with the whole gun battle thing. But here in Kansas, it's, it's terrible. It's really bad. And apparently just last night... It happened very close to where I live, at one of the most popular spots in town. There was a shooting at Westport, at Ale House. And there was people who died. So rest in peace to everybody who keeps falling to these, it's just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. So anybody who was affected by this, because apparently there was a lot of people hurt. It was like five people hurt. And I don't know if that's counting the person that passed away. And there actually might have been more people that passed away. So I didn't mean to disrespect anybody, but if anybody out there was affected by that, man, my prayers got to you. Guys, we have to be better. As a society, we have to be better, man. This is not the shit I was hyped about. Guys, find something to be hyped about. What you guys out here beefing for? You know what I'm saying? Life is short. Love the people in your life. Tell them you love them. Love the things you love. Get lost in that. Don't get lost in the shuffle. Don't let Vecna get you. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. I'm Herb. This has been Urban Society. Y'all my society. I love y'all.